My friends are my family. That firm is my spouse. My life is perfect. Claudia thought she had it all. We are prepared to make you partner. Until a twist of fate. I'm in this altered reality. And I don't know how to get back. Made her think twice. I've been so caught up in myself, I've just forgotten what matters most. This was just a hint of what might be. Daphne Zuniga and Faye Dunaway in a Hallmark Channel original movie of Family Thanksgiving. Well, you heard it. This is, is it not a Christmas movie? Kind of. Not really. Not set at Christmas. Called a Family Thanksgiving. Uh, I assumed it would still involve Christmas. We'll talk about if it did. It's Emily. It's another stocking stuffer edition of the Feminine Critique. 2010's Family Thanksgiving. Now, I know, guys, 2010, like... There are people who weren't alive yet, right? That feels so old school when we're talking about Hallmark, where I'm not even kidding when I say they make 20 new movies a year for every holiday. So a 2010 movie is like 60 movies old, if you want to look at it that way. It's kind of kind of ancient. Um, so it's interesting to see if the tropes do hold up from all that time or if they've refined them. We'll talk about that. Aren't you excited? Now, this movie was directed by somebody named Neil Fernley. Uh, you would know that name if you watch a lot of things that were made for TV and the Hallmark Channel, because he has a very long credit list and everything was made for TV or Hallmark Channel. A couple of series of interest, including the TV version of The Net. Remember, that was a thing. They made a TV series based on the movie The Net. Uh, Neil Friendly was involved in that. So there you go. Now, A Family Thanksgiving stars Daphne Zuniga, who most people would remember from Spaceballs or, I guess, Melrose Place and a lot of other things. Um, I, I, my, I think the only other thing I've seen her in was one of those like made-for-TV Robin Cook virus movies where she's trying to help stop a virus from killing people on a plane. Uh, and she is our, uh, as you heard the trailer, you heard the movie. It is, you know, we've this year already we've covered a Hallmark adaptation of Liar Liar. Uh, this case, we're covering a Hallmark adaptation of uh, Family Man or Mr. Destiny. You know, those kind of, oh, if I took the other life choice and now I have a family and all that. Um, this is also, for some of you, very familiar because if you remember last year, Christine and I talked about an ABC Family Channel originally uh, called Holidays, starring Jenny Garth. Uh, same, pretty much same exact story. Um, corporate woman whose company is going to overtake a town and she gets a somehow hits her head or something and flips into an alternate reality where she never left the town and she married somebody and her and her sister are really close and there are annoying children everywhere. Uh, That's essentially a family Thanksgiving. Uh, Claudia is a good at her job, obsessed with her job. She is introduced to us uh, while working out and going over her list of things to do that day. Um, you know, you're, you do not get more stereotypical working woman in these movies than you do in this case. So they nailed it there. Uh, and, you know, there, there is a handsome man that she sees occasionally while she gets coffee in the morning. Uh, in this alternate reality, what ha- the way we get there is um, there's this sort of flaky new age woman that's been following her around the office claiming to be like the department psychologist and she's supposed to evaluate everybody. And they ride in a car together because, of course, Daphne Zuniga, work, 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 has to get to court. 
the car stops short. Daphne Ziga hits her head. She wakes up and she's in this alternate reality where she is married to the guy from the coffee shop and she lives near her sister who has kids and she has two little awful children and wouldn't she know she doesn't work and she's a working she's a stay-at-home mom and oh my god it's her worst nightmare come true and how does she get out of this and then Faye Dunaway guys it's Faye fucking Dunaway did I mention that I don't think I mentioned that the reason I recorded this movie plain and simple was um flipping around Hallmark and seeing what's coming on and I see this title and I'm like okay that's pretty typical oh my fucking god Faye Dunaway and it's really upsetting to me that she's here now I hey every actor has to work and I said this a couple of episodes back how you know these seem like the best case scenario for a lot of actors because the film time is very short and it's you know the work can't be that taxing it's fine you're in you're out you're done um but it's Faye fucking Dunaway who is a woman that I think got such a short shift in Hollywood. Um, I'm sure she's really difficult to work with. She seems, based on a lot of stories about her, that she's one of these perfectionists and maybe isn't that nice to crew. You know what? But a lot of male actors are that way too, and they continue to work. Christian Bale can, you know, threaten to kill a crew member, and yet he goes on to win Oscars. Uh, Faye Dunway, who had a couple of flops, who did Mommy Dearest, which... Anybody that knows me knows I will talk for hours about the defense of certain aspects of that movie, primarily Faye Dunway's performance. But anyway, she's here. She's a magical fairy woman that gives Daphne Zuniga, I should just call her Claudia because apparently I can't say Zuniga. Uh, She gives Claudia a glimpse into what your life would be like if you did it this way. And of course, there's a clock ticking. And at a certain point, she's going to revert back to her old life. Uh... And that's, of course, that happens, and she decides, oh no, but I liked my awful children and my bland husband, so I should go back to that. And we sort of see how that's going to happen. That is the story of the movie. It is not set at Christmas. It is absolutely set at Thanksgiving, and not in the way where these movies are set at Thanksgiving, but then are totally about Christmas. Like, everybody's kind of dressed for Christmas, but no, this is an actual Thanksgiving movie. Um... And yet, the tropes all still apply, so don't worry. So running through the list, number one, our lead in need of a lesson. Obviously, we've got her. Um, you know, she, like we said, she we're introduced to her working out. Then she's walking down the streets of the city to her office. She's talking on her Bluetooth. Uh, she gets to the coffee shop before it's even open because she has a standing order for her caffeine. Um, and she, say, she says great lines like, I did not go to Harvard Law School and graduate at the top of my class to be a soccer mom in the suburbs. Uh, So this is one of those movies that um, epitomizes the purpose of the Lifetime Hallmark Christmas movie, which is to justify to the women who decided to not go into the career field and to stay at home, uh, it's to justify that decision for them. And as I've said, I have all the respect for women that do that. I honestly couldn't do that. I'm terrible at cleaning and child rearing so if you know it it is not the life for me but i understand it is very difficult i do not in any way put down uh homemakers women or men that choose to stay at home i think that's fantastic i think good for you i respect you you're working probably harder than i am as i go to an office and do stuff on a computer all day uh i respect that This movie doesn't respect me for not doing that, however. This movie is so aggressively anti-working woman. Back to the, I mean, exactly like Holidays was, where they just make Daphne Zuniga such a cunt about hating 
family and kind of being really mean to her sister who did who is a stay-at-home mom to the point where it's like no come on like don't like don't be a bitch like you know you could say i'm sorry i'm gonna be late for thanksgiving office ran late but you know you don't have to say well uh, you know, oh, sorry, I can't make it. I have something more important to do. And they just make her so awful so that, of course, when, you know, she learns her lesson, you're like, yeah, you were wrong the whole time. So I end up losing a lot of respect for the movie because it does not respect me. Anyway, uh, moving on, number two, our setting. So we start, obviously, in the big, bad, bad city. I don't know if they say New York. If it's supposed to be New York, it's really not New York, as usual. Um, they, there's only, like, one moment when, you know, she's standing, like, on the steps of a building that is supposed to be a city. Uh, when we move into the small town, I, I guess the town had a name. I didn't care. They didn't, it wasn't so much about the town as much as it was about, uh, her sister and this park that has to get saved. So again, much like holidays, and this came out before holidays, so rather holidays much like a family Thanksgiving uh, the big corporate case has to do with a park that all the children play in, and the company that Claudia works for in Reality One is going to, uh, is defending, or I guess, def- I don't know, they're lawyers, they're doing something where they're, the company they're representing is going to take over the park and turn it into, like, a skill mill or something. Uh, so you do have a small town faction that is in need of saving, and everybody talks about how great this park is. Like, I think we see the park kind of like it's literally like we see them sitting on a bench and saying, this is a really important park for the town. Uh, uh, sure. Sure it is. Okay, fine. Backyards. Just you guys all have big backyards. Anyway. Um, number three, our bland love interest. Oh, God. I guys, I didn't write this guy's name down. That's how much of an impression he left on me. Uh, the actor kind of looked like Ty Burrell um, from Modern Family, but is not nearly as interesting an actor as Ty Burrell from Modern Family. Uh, and so in reality one, he's just the guy at the coffee shop. In reality two, he's the husband and he works some kind of like very corporate career where he wears a suit to work and Claudia is constantly trying to tell him to get that promotion. We have no idea what he does. It's just one of those like, he does business, business bad, business not make him happy. Uh and of course, he has a side hobby where he likes to make things with his hands uh, and has like a woodworking shop. And what do you know, by the end of the movie, uh, Claudia is going to convince him in reality too to switch to part time and really work on his dream and she'll support him. But then it doesn't matter because then we go back to reality one where presumably like they'll work that out. I don't know. Um, he's boring. He's bland. Uh, that's what you get. Uh, a montage, number four, we do get a Save the Park research party montage where everybody is, like, reading paperwork and I think music is playing and then somebody's like, I have an idea! So it's a quick one, it's not very exciting, but it is there. Number five is Dead Parents. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we get them specifically. The fact that uh, Claudia and her sister are so, like, are such a big part of it and they never mention the parents. Maybe they said they were dead and I miss that because that does happen because... Everything in these movies is at, like, one level, unless you have the token, like, angry corporate woman that shouts. Uh, And so sometimes I miss stuff, guys. I watch these close. Obviously, I take notes, but I'm human, okay? Um, Number six is our sassy sidekick. And we, I I guess you would say we get that. Um, I don't know how sassy she is, but Claudia's sister is very much, like, the sidekick of the movie, 
uh, when we first meet her, she's just always has like a baby on her arm kind of thing. And uh, the first way, her first line of dialogue is she's talking to her baby as she's talking to her sister. And she says to her baby, oh, I'm talking to your, to your aunt. You know, the one who sent you the Harvard sweatshirt instead of coming to see you when you were born. So there's all this hostility. And she's very defensive about feeling as though Claudia is judging her for staying at home. Um, you know, that's a thing. It's there in the movie. There's a lesson certainly to be learned to say, respect your family's decisions, whether you would have made them or not. This movie doesn't really make that a lesson. It's just more like, no, fucking stay at home with your kids. That's what you should have done all along. Anyway, moving on, number seven, evil woman character. Not a specific one. Um, I mean, Claudia is obviously the evil woman character to begin with, and she has all the women she works with. She's obviously grooming them to do the same. So in reality, too, uh, when you meet the same people, but without when Claudia's on the other side of it, she kind of sees just how bad they are. So there's that. Uh, number eight, slapstick. We get the typical, um, the uh, corporate woman in over her head slapstick is what I call it where it is our corporate woman who now all of a sudden has to do things like cook and change diapers and doesn't know the first thing about making babies type thing. So there is like a moment where her kid's in a shopping cart and the shopping cart is like rolling down a hill and she has to run and save the kid. And of course the kid just laughs. Um, Hey, somebody out there probably chuckled at that. I'm sure good on them. Number nine, sage old person. Okay. It's really uncomfortable, comfortable for me to call Faye Dunway a sage old person. Because uh, she is fabulous and amazing. And even in this, she looks just, I mean, she doesn't belong here. She is better than everyone. Uh, but she gets to wear, I'm guessing they filmed all of her scenes in one day. She's wearing the same outfit the entire time. Uh, she has a great hat. Um, she just really is is underserved in this movie. So that's all I will say. And of course, moving on to Santa Claus. We don't get Santa Claus because it's not Christmas time. Uh, I think there may be, like, the kids talk about Santa Claus, but, I mean, it's Thanksgiving, not Christmas, so, you know. Still, even even with that, we managed to get a solid 8 out of 10, if not 9 out of 10, depending on if they said the parents are dead and I didn't hear that. So it's really not too shabby, and I think it's clear to say that even in 2010, Hallmark had it down. Uh, there are bonuses as well. Cloying Child, yes, of course, we have two of them. Uh, I mean, I don't know. They're cute if you find other people's children who are kind of obnoxious cute. Like, the boy was okay. I actually really liked the little boy that they had acting. I thought he did a good job. The little girl was fine. I mean, as a little kid actor goes, she's doing exactly what she's being told to do. Um, I just found every time, like, she seemed too old to be pooping her pants, okay? I'll just say it. And they talk a lot about her pooping her pants. Uh, and Canadianisms, we do get, I caught, um, a moment where Claudia's boss, uh, says something very specifically when he talks about a guy that's not there. He said, oh, well, Jim would have been here, which I know is a very Canadian way of saying been, as us Americans say. Uh, so it's all there. Uh, just because there's no Santa Claus or holiday tree does not mean this is not a typical Hallmark Christmas movie. If you want to call it a Hallmark holiday movie, go for it. But, you know, aside from, if you can, we'll just want to put a filter on the movie where you have like a Santa Claus in the bottom corner. Or if you just watch the movie on Hallmark and they have 
all of those rotating ads at the bottom of the corner of the screen where it's like a giant person and a Christmas tree. Like, that really does make it a Christmas movie, in my opinion. But who am I to judge? Just somebody that's watched five of these movies already and it's not even December. Um, do I recommend it? Uh, no. This one was was another slog. Uh, I kept wanting Faye Dunway to come back, and she did, and she didn't get to do anything. So that was disappointing. Uh, it didn't have anything overly ridiculous other than it just being really earnest and really hateful towards um, women who work in the corporate sector. Uh, so, I mean, on that end, like, it is a good example of one of these movies that just really hates the idea of working women. So it's a prime example for that. But is it enjoyable? No, not really. Um, not as enjoyable as having Thanksgiving with your family, usually, for most people. For me, my Thanksgiving's very enjoyable, but I know some people it's kind of a thing they dread. Um, yeah, it is the equivalent of maybe washing the dishes after Thanksgiving, is what I will say. And that is a family Thanksgiving. And I hope you've enjoyed this stocking stuffer. Um, if you watch the movie, I hope you enjoy it. And if you decide to stay home and raise your kids, I hope you enjoy that lifestyle. And if you decide to go to work, I hope you enjoy that too. It is your choice, and don't let Hallmark tell you differently. Eeny, meeny, miny, 